happy self-care Sunday, folks. This is your host, Sophia Nelson, and I have a special episode for you today. We're talking about soul ties and breaking them and breaking toxic attachments as you in 2022. If you really want a different 2023, you got to start doing the work now. Make that list of the things that really went well this year, the things that didn't go so well, the things you want for your life next year. But really take a hard look at your relationships. Are they healthy? Are they happy? Do they bring you joy? Or are you in some mess, some muck, some mire? Are you still holding on to somebody that long ago let go of you? Are you in some toxic soul tie Uh, lamenting a love that you lost that really wasn't love at all. It was an attachment and one that wasn't good for you. I share my own journey uh, today and and walk you through what I think is one of the most important things we have to do as human beings if we want to go forward in a healthy way. And that is breaking toxic soul ties. Let's go. Good morning. Happy Self-Care Sunday. This is your host, author Sophia Nelson, and welcome to the first Sunday in the month of December. We are now uh, just 20 days away from Christmas Eve and 21 days away from Christmas Day, and that means we are less than a month away from a new year. Uh, I'm going to take a break today from the 21 Life Lessons Learned series. We'll resume that tomorrow. Thank you for the feedback. Um, It's going great. And I love the people that shared on Instagram and Facebook and give us feedback about how it's impacting your life. Thank you uh, again to those of you who supported the book this summer when it came out, who uh, made it a bestseller on Amazon and Barnes & Noble instantly, Uh, who greeted me at some of the stops that I had uh, throughout the country on a limited book tour, and uh, just thank you. Um, I want to do something a little bit different, but I think important. You know, someone who does what I do in the world, whether it's teaching and lecturing or training in corporations or writing columns and speaking all around the globe, whether it's on women's issues or politics or leadership and uh, you know, I hear a lot of things. I see a lot of things. And one of the trends that I'm seeing that concerns me, and it concerns uh, our corporate leaders, our industry leaders, our academic leaders, um, people are dealing with this in governmental entities and countries. We're dealing with mental health and wellness. And it's a big thing. And it's, uh, I think, probably bigger because we're just more aware now. It's not that mental health wasn't important in the 1970s. It was. It's not that mental health wasn't important in the 1930s. It was. It's not that mental health wasn't important in the year 2000. It was. It's always been important, but we've never really had a spotlight on it the way that we have now. And that's a good thing because we're talking about it. We're more open to it. We're being more transparent about how we feel. We're more open to going to therapists and group therapy and on some of the apps that help you. We all use the Calm app to go to sleep. We, we're having trouble sleeping. We're just having trouble. But as we go into this new year, and you know I do this every year, but I'm going to be much more intentional. And don't forget to save the date, January 1, 2023. I will do a live masterclass, as I always do. It'll be on Twitter and Instagram. My Facebook page was hacked, unfortunately, my public page, which was a great page, but I'll see if I can do it on my personal page, which might be a little more complicated because 
you can't really follow me. It's, it's, you know, you have to add friends, but we'll figure it out. But save that date, January 1, 2023, because I'm going to do a live masterclass. And of course, it will have something to do with self-care and taking care of you and your goals for the new year ahead. But I thought I would start today with a topic that is important. I want to talk about soul ties today. Soul ties. What is a soul tie? Well, a soul tie is an attachment or a connection to something or someone that is unhealthy for you. A soul tie is something that I believe we can carry with us our entire lifetime. Um, Some of you believe in past lives and things like that. I'm not sure that I buy into that, but I have had deja vu. I have met people that I am certain, and I don't know how or why that I've known before. There's a connection there instantly. There's a a chemistry there, uh, particularly in romantic relationships. I'm going to get to that in a moment, but I wanted to talk about soul ties because again, I'm always learning. I'm always growing just like I hope you are. And I'm always looking at me, not really the other people around me as much as I'm interested in what I'm doing, how I'm responding, how am I living? And I mentioned this on a couple of the life lessons of the last two about reframing your thoughts and uh, using your haters as fuel for your success and then dealing with anger and not allowing anger to control you. And I thought about that a lot this morning. And I said, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and do this because we need to talk about soul ties. Soul ties can be with a member of your family. Soul ties can be with uh, someone that traumatized you from your past as a child, sexually, emotionally, physically, whatever it was. Um, And I'm going to say again, do yourself a favor before this year's out. When you have some downtime, go get Oprah and Dr. Perry's book, What Happened to You? What Happened to You? Because it's never what's wrong with you. Somebody needs me to say this louder. It's not what's wrong with you. It's what happened to you. And until you do the work and until you're willing to face yourself so that you can fix some things, you're never going to get the healing you want, the peace you want, the joy you want. Okay, so... Soul ties are usually thought about in the context of sex and sexual relationships uh, and attachments with people that you've had sexually and emotionally and all the above. It can be a marriage. It can be a former marriage. Um, It can be someone that you were in love with when you were in college and you had this really intense physical, emotional relationship. There was a bad break. Uh, Whatever it is, Those things tend to linger in ways that we don't really understand, and they really affect our other relationships. They affect how open we are, how vulnerable we will be, Um, and they, they really affect us on a deep physical level, physiological level. Listen, we all know about cardiomyopathy, right? That is where we've seen this. I think this just happened with Queen Elizabeth. You know, I'm not a doctor. There are a lot of rumors about what she passed from, whether it was just old age or whether it was cancer or whatever, but we all knew that after Philip died, Queen Elizabeth wouldn't last long. She lasted about a year and a few months. Same with George Herbert Walker Bush. When Barbara Bush died, he lasted just under a year. Uh, We can take a lot of famous couples or a lot of couples we know, grandma, grandpa, our friends, our neighbors, and we all know the same story. There's a connectivity between two human beings that have spent their lives together that had a history together, that made a family together, that took care of each other, whatever it is. And it's deep. And there's something about us as people that we are connected both in our 
physicality and our emotionality, as I like to call it, not really words, just Sophia making them up, but to drive home the point that we're connected. So I want to talk about soul ties briefly today because I want to help some people, myself included, who've who've been stuck for a long time on a memory, uh, on a belief that the love of your life passed. Now, if you were married and uh, your spouse died and that was the love of your life, then you are absolutely positively correct that that is the love of your life and that uh, that is someone that was the love of your life. And when they passed on, you've made a decision and it's your choice that you don't want to get married again. Maybe you don't even want to date again. Um, and I've seen that happen too, because you feel like, Hey, I've had that one great love and that's okay because that's a positive love. That's a positive attachment and people who've lived a good life and been blessed with children and grandchildren, and they've had a good life. Uh, one of my friend's dad, uh, was saying that, uh, they wanted him to sell the home because their mother had passed a few years ago and it's a big house. And they were saying, you know, dad, we don't like you living alone in this big house. And he's like, but this is where your mother was. It still has her scent. Uh, her things are still here. And although I'll go out and I'll date and I'll have coffee and do those things, your mother is the love of my life. And this is where we raised you kids. This is where we had our first grandchildren. And this is a good space for me. So I want to be sure you're hearing what I'm saying. It is okay to have ties that are positive and a whole and that are connected through a good love, a good attachment, a good soul tie. I don't want to talk about those. I want to talk about the bad kind. And I've talked about this in every one of my books. It's my story. It's my journey. And I'm transparent and I share because one, it helps me to heal because when we have unresolved things, particularly around love and relationship in our lives, when we have that it can do damage to us if we suppress, if we ignore, if we drive it deeper or we gloss it over because we don't want to deal with it. I'm not that girl. I'm never going to be that girl. And I don't care who doesn't like it. Uh, people get to make their own choices about how they want to deal with their pain, work through their their sins, their uh, failings, work through their bad attachments, their toxic past relationships. Some people choose to just ignore it and go on. If that works for you, who am I to tell you that it doesn't work for you? It doesn't work for me. And I don't think it works for many people because I see the tweets, I see the posts, I see the brokenness when I'm in groups. I see the people that come up to me and talk to me or that leave me voice messages on the podcast line or, or send me emails about the hurt that someone else inflicted upon them. And it could be years later and they still haven't healed. And they ask me, how do I forgive? How do I get over this? How do I move on? Uh, I may even be married. I may even have other relationships, but I'm still wounded by this relationship. Well, you've got a soul tie and I can speak to it because I've been through it. And as I've talked about on those last two episodes, and I always want to be respectful of other people and their privacy, et cetera. So a lot of times what authors will do in, in each one of my books where I talk about my personal life and and some of the people who are a part of my journey, I disguise them. I never use names. Um, I will change characters, uh, sometimes males to female, females to male, whatever it is. And I do that because I'm going out of my way to protect people's identities because I choose to talk about it doesn't mean they have to talk about it. It doesn't mean they have to walk in my truth or my story. But I want to encourage you that if you're suffering from a soul tie 
or from a deep wound, a relationship from your past that was very traumatic or deeply intimate sexually and you're hung up there and you're stuck there, first thing I want you to do is forgive yourself and give yourself a little grace that you loved. Never be angry or sad or regretful that you loved or that you were passionate or that you felt passion. It's one of the greatest joys of being a human being. So don't be angry with yourself, but understand that it is time to move on and understand that you will need help to do that. So you've got to talk to somebody who's a trained professional, not your best friend, not your mama, not your daddy. They can be support, but you need to talk to a professional to help you do the work of healing, of getting well, of being better, and of breaking that attachment. The second thing I'd say to you is do some spiritual work, whether it's yoga, meditation, cleansing, um, the air around your home with, uh, you know, they've got those cleansing candles. They've got the cleansing. Usually it has sage, the brush. And you do that to clean spirits. And we've talked about this before. Every single one of us has energy. Every single one of us has a spirit. Some people have wonderfully positive, uplifting, nurturing spirits like my best friend. She's amazing. I love being around her. I love her spirit because she's just good and kind and sweet and nurturing and it's good, and it's good energy. And then there are other people who are just angry, and they're pissed off, and they're never happy, and they're unhealed, and they're unkind, and that's where they live. And some of us who try to love them and care for them keep trying to change them and fix them, and we can't. And you've got to accept that you can never change or fix someone or make them love you the right way or do the right thing because it's just not in your purview to change another human being. And so get some spiritual help. I've been doing a lot of fasting. I'm going to take a sip of coffee here, so give me a minute. That was good. I've been doing a lot of fasting, particularly over the month of November. We did a seven-day sunup to sundown fast. And then this last time here, we did a three-day Jehoshaphat fast. Now, if you look up the old King Jehoshaphat in the Bible, in the book of Second Chronicles, uh, you'll learn who I'm talking about. But this three-day fast was intense because I did a total fast. That means for three days, nothing but liquid. And I did it because I wanted to have a better connection with God, a consecration with God, and I needed to break some soul ties. And as I referred to again in some of the podcasts and in this last book in particular, Uh, with the last life lesson, as well as uh, I think life lesson four, uh, someone from my past had reemerged, someone that I loved very much. In fact, I would say that I would have called this person the love of my life. Uh, Long relationship, intense relationship, very bad breakup, uh, very traumatic on us both. Um, And through a series of things that I certainly didn't foresee, they didn't foresee. We were uh, able to reconnect and we had a really good conversation. And I was grateful for that conversation. It had been 30 years, literally, 30 years is a long time. And um, it was emotional because I still very much love this person. And I got the same sense uh, that that was the case on the other side as well. But you do a lot of living over that time. And 
for me, I had done a lot of healing because I had to do a lot of work around that. I wasn't okay after that relationship and how it went down and just the whole nature of everything and how it was and how it played out. It did a lot of damage to me. And I got therapy and I tried to take care of myself. And it took me a couple years, but I, I finally got better. And, you know, it's a funny thing when you break a tie, it's going to take you time. You're going to go through a lot of feelings, but it's funny how years can go by decades. And the moment you hear that person's name or you see them or you talk to them or you engage them, you feel the same. And I think for me, I had a question, the question that I needed answered. And the reason I went on this fast was because I said, God, I need to know, was this real love? Was this truly the love of my life? And if so, what do I do about it now that this person is at least on the periphery back in my life in some way? Or I'd like them to be, but I'd like it to be in a positive way, in a healthy way that's good for us both. And the answer came back resoundingly and firmly and strongly while I was fasting. No. The answer came back, remember why you, Sophia, broke the relationship off and remember how you broke it off. Again, I talk about this in Life Lesson 21 about why exits matter and how we leave things and how we leave people. I wasn't proud of how I left that. But looking back now as a, a much older, wiser woman, not a young, younger woman, um, in her hurt, in her dysfunction, in her abuse and trauma and being connected with someone who had all those same things, that's a very toxic codependent attachment. And it was for a very long time. And the love feelings you feel because the sex is great is one thing. And that's nice, but sex is not love. They're different. And passion is not love either. They're different. Both sex and passion are a part of love, absolutely. But if that's all you got, you don't have anything. And so I want to speak to those of you out there who are deeply wounded by somebody you had this toward passionate affair with for three months, and you thought this was the one, and or you were with somebody's husband or wife and you just knew that was your soulmate and you were praying to God to give you somebody else's husband or wife. No, stop, 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 stop. No, 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 no. You can never ask God to give you something that's not for you. You can never ask God to give you somebody else's spouse. You can never believe that you're in a healthy whole relationship when it's secret. You know that old Luther Vandross song, your secret love can't be your true love? Great song, real true. If you're slipping around in the dark, if you're the side chick or the side guy, and they're not honoring you and they're not loving you, you are allowing yourself to be damaged in ways that will last you a lifetime. If you don't cut that tie for real and break that tie and face it, and I had the opportunity to face it. I had the opportunity to, like I said, have a what I thought was a good conversation to share some, some correspondence. Uh, but we were not in the same place. And, and, and the takeaway is this. I still had a soul tie to this person. And what I found out through prayer and fasting was that they had a soul tie to me too, but we were very different about how we had evolved and where we had grown to and what we were looking for in this season of life. And without getting into too much detail, I will simply say that 
If you're looking to break a tie, you're going to have to face it. You're going to have to face whatever that thing is or that person is, and you have to confront it. And I'm not talking about confrontation with anger, but I'm talking about with grace and not with grief and not with, not with spewing and, 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 and yelling and screaming and not with rehashing. I was blessed that I got to share from my deepest heart and soul with love and with only the best wishes, my journey. And to say, this is what I walked through and all the time we were apart and you were a big part of my journey and I loved you then and I love you now and I will love you till the day I die. That's a true statement. But what I'm no longer is I'm not in love and I'm no longer broken and I'm no longer distraught. I did the work and I'm healed. And what I recognized was this other person had not only not done the work, they had no interest in doing the work because they had pushed it down, shoved it down, and they were still stuck back at the day we broke up, still stuck there, still angry about it, still unkind about it. And eventually it comes out. We can only show our representative so much. And I wasn't there. I was looking for peace. I was looking for just peace. And sometimes I want you to know you're not going to get peace. Sometimes you're never going to get the apology you're owed. I didn't get the apologies I'm owed. I'll never get them. And that's okay. I offered apologies. I owned my part. Because that's what grown women and grown men do. I'm not going to yell at anybody. I don't have to demean anybody. I don't have to thrash anybody. It's just not how I want to live my life. And I'm telling you, you can make a decision who you want to be. You want to be the person that's healed, that breaks that attachment, that breaks that tie, that gets the answers. Look, I didn't like the answer I got back in my fasting. But I asked God for clarity. I asked God for strength. I asked God for guidance. I asked God to let me hear so that I could close the door forever or maybe walk into a new chapter in a new year. And the answer was no, Sophia. You shut that door long ago. Keep it shut. And it was the love I still felt, the deep love. It was the the, the friendship I still felt. It was the compassion I still felt. It was the connection that was, when I look back now, Part of it's me aging, and and as we age, we look back on those moments of our lives that brought us the greatest joy and and passion and love and freedom, and I felt all that for a long time, but I also felt a lot of anguish and hurt and anger and disappointment and disrespect and dishonor. And you often forget about those things when you're dealing with a soul tie because you only focus on the good memories. You only focus on the things that felt good. But that's not healthy. You got to look at the whole picture. And as Maya Angelou said to us, and it is her most prolific of words, believe people when they show you who they are the first time. And although I didn't like it, it was revealed to me yet again that this is a cruel, thoughtless, selfish, narcissistic, unhealthy, unhealed, unwhole human being, of which I pray never to see again, never to talk to again, never to have any fellowship with again. Uh, If I should outlive this person, 
and I hear that they pass, I will cry. My heart will hurt because I loved. Uh, I wish them nothing but good, nothing but joy, nothing but peace. And I mean that. And I am in a process now of thanking God and praising him that I broke that tie. I know the answers now. I don't have to wander around whatever days I have left with that ache that I lost the great love of my life or that there were words unspoken. I got to speak the words that I needed to speak. I didn't get to hear the words I was hoping to hear. I didn't get the affirmations I needed, I think, for me. But I did get truth and I did get clarity. And for that, we can be grateful. So let's wrap this. Soul ties will hurt you. They will set you back. They will block your blessings. They will keep you from what God has in front of you, who God has for you. Stop lingering in what you lost. Stop lingering in what is dead. It's over. It's done. Bury it. Grieve it. Mourn it. Bury it. But only after you've done the work. Joyce Meyer says it best. You cannot bury things that aren't dead. When you still have a soul tie, when you still have an attachment, when you still have that thing is unresolved, do your best to resolve it. And if you can't resolve it with the other person, and I learned this in Al-Anon as a young, young teen, then you address it with yourself. You address it with the group. You address it with the counselor. I address it through my writing. This person, by the way, really pissed off that I've written about this stuff in my books, really mad about that. And I don't care. And I'm going to write more. I'm going to do more because you know what? It's my story. It's my journey. And no one gets to put an editorial pen to your story and your feelings and your emotions. Never let anybody do that to you. I will always be respectful, cautious, careful. I'm an attorney, a good one. I will never defame, slander, or do anything like that to another. And truth, truth not only sets you free, but truth is a defense. To anyone out there telling your story and doing it uh, with respect of the other people and doing your best to protect them, do it. Don't let their threats, don't let their drama, don't let their unhealed brokenness menace you, threaten you, bother you. It's all blubber. It's all talk. It's all the wolf huffing and puffing to blow your house down. You don't need to deal with that. Trust me. It's all good. You tell your story. You heal from this soul tie. You break the tie. You fast. You pray. You get counseling. You heal. You do whatever you got to do to get it up and out so that you can get to what is really for you and who is really for you. I felt very strongly that I needed to do this message today. Soul ties. Break them. They're not good for you. They'll rob you of your joy, your peace, your life. Somebody needs this. So many of you are so hurt out there from what your parents did. The father that walked away, the mother who was unkind, the first love of your life that just took your heart and smashed it, and you're still stuck there even though you're 50. You're still thinking about something that happened when you were 17. The marriage that didn't go well, the spouse that you gave years of devotion to, kids to, your life to, came home and said, I'm not in love with you anymore. I want to be with my secretary. It happens every day. All you can do is keep your side of the street clean. All you can do is be kind. All you can do is love right and be right and be light. That's all you can do. You got to take care of you, but don't give them any more. I will not give this person another thought, another second of my life because I am a good person. 
I'm flawed. I make mistakes, but I'm a good person. And I was a really good person. In that relationship. And I gave everything I had. And I lost a lot. And I lost some things that are not recoverable. I did. Because when you're in a toxic relationship like that, it takes you years to heal. And so when the good men show up, you can't love them right because you're still stuck on the bad one. And I went through all kind of things that were just awful. And, you know, one of the cruelest things that was said to me by this individual was that I told a lame story that made me a victim. No compassion, no care, no kindness for what my journey had been like in all the years we'd been apart. I would never say that to a stranger. I'd never even say that to an enemy. Accusations, anger, recriminations. That's what soul ties are about. Somebody's angry because they can no longer possess you, control you, own you, and you got free. But did you get really free? Because I wasn't free. I thought I was, but I wasn't. But I am now. I am now. And I'm grateful for that. I'm sharing this because I know that somebody needs to hear this because you're walking through it. So do the work. Be the one you need. And God will do the rest. I have an amazing row of friends. My best friend. My God, I'm so blessed. My mother, who helped me through these past couple of weeks. They were tough. She knows. She was there. She remembers. She knows everything. And she was amazing, which surprised me, to be honest, because someone of her generation, they just don't always know how to deal with these things the way that those of us who, you know, grew up watching Oprah and Dr. Phil and uh, Marianne Williamson and reading all the books and doing all the self-help, you know, inner child work, uh, we did not always know how, but we got the tools to know how. And so I'm grateful. Um, I hope this helps somebody. I hope this blesses somebody. I hope it, it works for you. Get rid of those soul ties. They're not worth it. They're gone. Again, if you had a positive soul tie, it was your spouse, the love of your life, your great World War II bride, your whatever it was, good for you. Oh, good for you that you experienced true love, reciprocal love like that because it's rare. I thought that I had that. I thought that I had this great love. And what I found out was I didn't at all. I had a toxic attachment to somebody who's really not a very good person, not very nice, not very kind, um, not at all loving or caring about me or my heart, my journey, only about themselves. Uh, tough medicine, but cleansing, healing. I'm free, and I'm going to continue to be free, and I want that for you too. God bless you. God keep you on this self-care Sunday. We'll be back on Monday, December 5th with life lesson number nine. Take care now.